Socrates and Stesippus lure Menexenes to their group. Lysus, emboldened by the presence of his friend, joins them. Hippotheles and the others come in from outside, but Hippotheles stands aloof, where he can see, but not be seen, by Lysus. Menexenus is called away on some business, so Socrates sets about questioning Lysus. No doubt your parents love you dearly. Very dearly. So they would wish to have you as happy as possible. Certainly. Does a slave, who is not free to do as he wishes, appear to you to be happy? I should say not. Your parents, though, who love you, do everything they can to make you happy? Of course. So they let you do everything you wish, and never scold you or hinder you? No, they scold me often, and won't let me do lots of things. How is this? They want you to be happy, but they prevent you from doing things. It is brought out that Lysus is not permitted to drive his father's chariots, but a hired charioteer can and does. Lysus cannot even drive a pair of mules, for a slave mule driver does that. Lysus is also subject to a governor, no better than a slave, for he is paid to tutor Lysus. It is the same with Lysus's mother, as with his father, for she won't let him touch her loom or shuttle. But in matters of writing letters or playing on the lyre, Lysus can do as he pleases, and how he pleases, to the extreme of playing the lyre with his fingers, or with a stick, for instance. Why do you suppose they hinder you in some matters and not in others, Lysus? Probably because I understand the one and not the other. Then your father isn't waiting for you to be old enough, but for you to become wise enough to handle his property. When you are wise enough, do you think he will turn these things over to you? No doubt he will. And the Athenians, too. Do you think they would hand matters of state over to you if you were the wisest man in such state matters? I expect they would. And in all other things likewise? If the king's son had trouble with his eyes, and you knew how it could be cured, would he let you do as you wished, even if you commanded that the eyes be forced open and ashes be thrown in? If I understood about curing the eyes, I am sure he would have done it as I directed. So you see how the matter stands, Lysus. All things which we know properly, no matter what things they are, all people will let us handle as we wish. But all things which we do not know properly, everyone will prevent us from touching, even our fathers and mothers. Do you think, then, that anyone will love us in matters of which we know nothing? and so are of no use? I don't think anyone would. No, even our parents wouldn't love us in such things. So it behooves us to educate ourselves in all things, so that we may be esteemed for them. You do not consider yourself wise in matters of which you have no knowledge? Hardly. As long as you need a teacher, too, you are not wise? That is true. Then you cannot be wise if you are still unwise? I shouldn't think so, Socrates. Socrates is on the point of speaking to Hippotheles to remind him that this is the way he ought to address his favourite, and not in terms of high praise. But it occurs to him that Hippotheles desires to remain unseen by Lysus, so he keeps silent. 
Menexenus now returns, and Socrates enjoins Lysus to tell him all that has been discussed. Whereupon Lysus induces Socrates to enter into conversation with Menexenus, who is very fond of argument. 